Welcome to My Journey, the podcast for individuals who are seeking to write their own stories while creating more healthy life along the way. My name is Brian Pickowitz. This is My Journey. And now it's time to start yours. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to My Journey. I am your host, Brian Pickowitz, and I want to welcome you all to episode number 57 of our podcast. It's pretty wild, 57 episodes. I'm really excited. I think about where we were last year when we launched this podcast, and it was actually right around this time period. So I'm super excited to have you all here, and today I want to have on my favorite guest, Lindsay Rego. I love how that's always how you introduce me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this whole episode. Mm. And if you've seen the title, you know what's coming. Mm. What are we going to talk about, Bob? So, so today, there's a few themes that I think are really important for us to discuss. We're going to be doing a full recap of Empower You, which was Lindsay's three-day women's mind, body, and soul event that we just had this last weekend. Yeah. And what we're going to really focus on are just some key takeaways. First, we really understand like what went into the event Mm -hmm. because it wasn't just this show up, get pumped, have positive thoughts event. It was really compelling. And from my standpoint, it was one of the most powerful experiences I've ever been a part of in my Mm -hmm. life. Um, just so touching, so amazing. And it was a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. but we're also going to talk about some of the key takeaways from that event. And how to support your spouse, how to really support your partner and create space for you to be a team. And then that's my key takeaway. What was yours? My key takeaways for you guys, I think there's, there's a lot that are personal that Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of, a lot of you that can relate to, but there's, there's a few that are more relative to anybody. Mm. The event itself was really about stepping into your fear Mm. and, that's something that I think if you weren't at the event, um, you can really take back into your life. So we'll, we'll dive into a little bit of that. Um, but I can start by just talking yeah, about what the event looked like just for those of you who missed it. So yes. So this was an event that I had started, I guess, dreaming about last year at the very, very, or this year, at the very beginning of this year. And I just had the thought of, what would my ideal retreat look like? Like if you've never seen a retreat, it's usually something that's like a yoga retreat or something where you're just going and spending time by yourself with yourself to take care of yourself. And for me and for the other women that I've connected with in my life, retreats are something that are not just a vacation. Hmm. There's something where you're going and you're really putting in some deep work on yourself and kind of looking at yourself objectively and saying like, where is my life right now? What am I avoiding? Mm. What do I actually want um, long-term and short-term? And how can I get there? Mm. So that's really what I wanted this space to be for the women that were there. So it was mind, body, and soul because everything that we talk about, Brian and I talk about, is it's holistic. Yeah, it's that connection. Yeah, because when you feel your healthiest, when you physically feel great, you have the space to open up for what else do I want to work on? What impact do I want to have? Because if you're so focused on your health, you can't, you can't expand your mind like that. So I really wanted it to be a place where women could go and create space for themselves, but also like expand their mind and expand their belief in what they can do for themselves and get past some things that they, that have held them back for their entire lives. 
that was the that was the goal. And so it was three days of intensive workshops. Um, there were things that hit on what? Oh, I just really love that you say that because it's easy for us to look at some of the experiences that we have and forget that it's been a challenge our whole life. Mm. Like if you're dealing with a challenge right now with your nutrition, it's probably been something you've been challenged with your whole life. Maybe it's maybe you're people pleasing. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're having a hard time letting things go. Mm -hmm. And so you hold on all this resistance. And, And it's so fascinating to me because this came up during the event and I think it's come up in so many other things that we've talked about that our habits in one place are typically habits that we have everywhere else. Mm. So if you are a perpetual perfectionist in work and you see that as a trend, most likely it affects your life somewhere else. Like for me, I'm not always the most patient person. I'm not detail orientated and that's how I approach my fitness. So like me thinking about running a marathon in the next two weeks, which is something I'm going to do on Thanksgiving. Like I haven't trained for that. I haven't put the detail work in and that's something that shows up everywhere else in my life too. So it's so fascinating when we think about this experience for the women, because I just think about so many different things that came up in the event and so many of them were like, I'm free from this. Right. And it's been holding me back this, my my whole life. Yeah. And so it's, it's just really fascinating. I guess it's easy for us to say like, oh, well these things they needed to get past their whole life because it sounds like a cool cliche, like, oh, they had this breakthrough and it was life changing. But the truth is it was right. And it's like, so when these women came into the event, like, they had the expectation, and I like to believe this because I think it's true. I set the expectation that you're going to come into this knowing the things that you need to let go of mm. during this weekend. Things that you've held on to, um, memories that have held you back like we were talking about, or like shame you've had or just fear you have, and things that you truly want to use this space to let go of. So the women came in and we had three days of workshops focused on their, their mind, like their self-talk, their body. We did a training session. We had food discussion, nutrition, like relationship with food discussions. And we had some areas where we worked on creativity, like spiritual, like soul work, Mm. um, and not spiritual religious work, but spiritual, just like you are not just an analytical mind and a body. You have a spirit. Yeah. You have purpose. I would say it's purpose work. True. That too. Um, I wanted to kind of jump in there. Yeah. So um, and I want to be specific with this too because it sounds like a jumble. Um, so what happened was the first day these women come in and Lindsay starts off the retreat. So Lindsay starts off with an introduction, like here's how it's going to go. And we're going to dive into what challenges came up with that too. But they go through this process and the second day is focused on them stepping into their fire which mm-hmm. was Lindsay's speech about being bold and being brave. And then we had Lindsay Schwartz there who talked about changing her identity and really being able to step into the new person that you want to become. And each one of these events has time for reflection. There's hot seats. There's all these different things that actually go into it where people are getting into groups where they're integrating with each other, they're interacting with each other. And it's a really immersive experience that allows for self-reflection in a deeper way. So we go through this experience of them really shifting their identity. And then we had this amazing conversation about food. So we had Ashley Pardo, who was on the podcast here, who came and helped people really align with their identity, some of the things they wanted to work on, how they can improve their self-talk, and then shifting to a full conversation about food. 
mm-hmm. and how to prep food, how to cook food, how to make your food enjoyable. And I also forgot to add in the beginning of this day started out with a group workout. Yeah. So it's all this connection of mind, body, and soul, mind, body, and purpose, if you will. And then the last day, my conversation happened, deep meditation, and then we kind of opened it up to ending on a high note with them painting and expressing themselves. So I, I only want to jump in there, lens because um, I, I think that that's so important. What you were able to produce at this event wasn't just like, hey, let's sit down and like find ourselves. Yeah, and I said in the beginning... Uh, we have to set our intention because when you actually write down what you want, you declare it as yours. Mm. And before that, it's not. It's not yours. You don't own it. And I had the women do that in the beginning because I was like, otherwise, this is going to be wine and giggles. And we're here for it. Like, it's going to be fun. But there's a lot more that needs to happen for each and every one of you this weekend. It's not just about vacationing and having fun with some new girlfriends. Mm -hmm. That's a huge component of the retreat, but the first and second were creating space and getting guidance on what to do with your clarity that you find in that space. And then it's connecting with everybody. And there's, you can't go to an experience like this and not connect with everybody because it's so immersive. So what made you want to do this? Have the retreat? Yeah. Like you said, there's something you toyed around with, but I've never actually heard your perspective of like, what was the calling? What was the thing for you that was like, you know what, I got to do this? Because I've seen you work so hard on this for like nine months. It's interesting because I want to think that it was more than just like a great idea. Hmm. Even though at first it was like, oh, that's a really great idea. Like I should do that. Um, I think it's because there was a lot of things, but I felt like it was such a need. Hmm. Like there's so, retreats are something that are so... I feel like you have to get to a point where you're like almost like enlightened mm. before you know that retreats exist. Because it's like, for most people, it's like, oh, you vacation with your family or you like you wait for the weekend and you're like building up to these times where you can go just like not exist mm. instead of like going into a space that's intentional where you're trying to exist at your full capacity mm. and then go back home and exist in that full capacity. So it's like there's no opportunity to build yourself. It's like you give all of yourself and then you stop. And you're quiet and you go on vacation or you like distract yourself or like, and those are the things that everybody looks forward to. And it was like, I just really wanted to be able to create something that people were looking forward to and that made it so that it was accessible to anybody Mm. so that they could take care of themselves in a deep, deep, deep way without distraction. So I think that's what made it so compelling was that. It was such a foreign... Co- I had never heard of a retreat until I went to one. Hmm. What was the first one you went to? The mastermind? Yeah. I yep. think. So I we were in a business mastermind, which is a very high-level business experience. But within that, you go on these retreats where you're traveling to a different state and you're immersed in business discussion and personal development for three or four days. And that was the first time I had ever been to one. And I had, like, just literally never heard of anything except for yoga retreats. Mm. And yoga retreats, I was like, well, I don't like, like, I don't want to just go do yoga for five days. Like, that's expensive. And they'd be, like, five grand to go do yoga. And that's kind of how I saw it, even though now I understand it was more. So I wanted to make it accessible to people and something that would introduce them to themselves Mm. in a deeper way that you would never get. Yeah, it's fascinating because, so... 
obviously you and I, fitness coaches, that's our focus. And I hope as people are in the audience, as, you, as you're listening, my hope is that you see it's fitness first and then it's this blend of everything else. But fitness has become so body orientated or right. mind orientated. There's nothing that ties them together. So it's like you're either like this bodybuilder who's really fit, who's really muscular, who is the epitome of like the physique, the physical fitness or CrossFit or whatever that like physical attribute is. And there's on the other side, there's mind, like meditation, love yourself, this very mindful, delicate conversation about our mental health, which I think is so important. But Mm -hmm. there's no one who's like in the middle that's like, hey, like in order for you to get fit, it will also be beneficial for you to work on your mind and your mental health. It will also be beneficial for you to become mindful about your cooking. It would also be beneficial for you to have deeper conversations about some of the things that you have to let go. And I love that that's what this experience was. And I think that there is a need for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point to make too because it is like if you go to a cycling class or a CrossFit class, like the instructor will be like, you need to focus, build your mental capacity. And like, and it's so true. Like, and I have those moments, but that's in class. Mm. It's not like you're working through the deep things that you like. It's like, you can't access certain things in your normal life just because we put up barriers. Cause it's scary or mm. painful to go there. Like, on your own like you could like think of if you're listening to this think of the thing that's like so scary to you that you would you you deem it as something you would never do my god i'm just i would never do that there's no way no way what is that thing and so the weekend allows us to go in and look at that in a very safe space where you don't feel alone you don't feel like a crazy person and you feel like you can handle it And so that's like the mind and soul portion of the retreat. And then, like you said, like really tying it together is something so unique that you can't really get anywhere else. So it's like you can bust your ass and really have a great relationship with food. And it all coincides so perfectly Mm. with your purpose and your impact. And yeah, what I thought was the most amazing was we had like chocolates there, we had cheesecakes, and everyone. Yeah, and well, but everyone was mindful. Right. Yeah, that's true. Everybody ate things and enjoyed it. We had amazing food. Mm -hmm. Everyone, like, we drank wine. Like, it wasn't, like, this intense, like, fitness retreat, but it was also a health retreat. It was very much, hey, we're going to go exercise. Like, this is how, and I don't want to say this is, like, an arrogant thing, but this is how you and I live our lives. That is true. Like, this is literally, like, when I look at the experience of what I try to offer every single client, I want them to be in a position where they can eat the food they want, they can enjoy themselves up to a moderate point. They train really freaking hard and they can create peace in their life. And it was so fulfilling from, from my standpoint to be a part of this and to be able to help you create that experience. Cause I know that that's what you focus on with your clients. And I think that I, I, I just truly believe that's the best way to live life. Like you're able to exercise and have that physical exertion and then enjoy food that gives you joy without it being over the top and rigorous. But we still mm-hmm. had really healthy food, mm-hmm. like extremely. We weren't like sitting. I mean, one, the last day we had French toast, uh, but, but there were eggs. But there, yeah. Well, and and um, look at how much we take. We took home. Like right. people would have like one piece of French toast, and that It'd would be, be enough. And, yeah. and we had these amazing like 
and so I guess that combined with the meditation and the actual like mental part of this all, it's like, yeah, that's the key. Mm-hmm. That's really the key to f- not only getting progress, but feeling good about your progress. Cause you can lose all the weight. You can eat really healthy, but if you aren't happy with what you see when you look in the mirror and you're not happy because you see you, not just because you see your body. Like if you don't look in the mirror and see yourself and say, hey, like I love that person or I'm working to love that person, it, it doesn't really matter. And so it was just, it's just so cool that, and fulfilling that this mm-hmm. was the event. Yeah. And we're really about the best way to tie that together is we're very much about life op- optimization. Mm creating the absolute it's not it's not just creating your best self it's like what makes your life the fullest and you're the you're your fullest when you're physically healthy when you aren't like anxious about everything usually food is a big one for people like yeah. to be anxious about right so it's like your your best most full optimal life is when you have your healthiest body when you have a healthy relationship with food to where you're eating things that make you feel like you have the most energy. Um, it's not bogging you down emotionally within your food. And when you actually understand yourself and you can communicate properly. And when you have relationships that fulfill you. Mm. So that's like life, life optimization, which is every, which I agree is why it's so fulfilling to be able to create that in a weekend. We basically compressed everything we do for clients and put it into one weekend. Oh, so good. So cool. Yeah. I want to segue though. So that's the, that's the idea of the retreat. Just so everyone has an idea. We really wanted to be clear on that. Just so that was established, but I want to kick it to you. There was a lot of big personal moments that we had. Cause this is our first, first event. This is your first retreat. This is my first event being really number two, like being, like I'm used to being the lead in charge. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like in the background running the different things that go into it, which is so cool. But a lot of personal things that we had to work through. So I'm going to kick it to you. What was the biggest personal breakthrough or biggest experience that you feel like you can take forward or just something that came out of it for you? Yeah, my biggest, my absolute biggest takeaway, it was, there's so many little things that tied into the the takeaway, Mm. but it's like a, it's like an equation. Like the preparation of the event was massively important. Mm. I hired the right people, had the right people on the bus. I really thought about the details of the experience from the client perspective or the attendee perspective. And then from my perspective, what needed to be involved. I had the great, the greatest speakers that were dear friends of mine who knew how to show up. And I had Brian. But, um, and so the preparation was very important. But no matter how much you prepare, things will still hit the fan. And things will still not go as planned so many ways and that happened like two weeks before the event things started hitting the fan Mm. and it was just like come on like really what were some of them (laughs) like as one of the speakers couldn't come um it looked like some of the uh, attendee gifts weren't going to be in on time didn't have certain sponsors come through and then another speaker couldn't come like last minute like the day of and so, and that was, that contributed to the whole schedule, to the whole flow of the event. And so the second component of the equation is it's the preparation plus the surrender mm. of, okay, if things don't go the way that I prepared them to go, there's a reason for that. 
and it's going to contribute to a much different and better experience and just like full surrender mode of like, okay, and now what do I do? And not being dramatic about it. Mm. Like it'd be so easy to lose your marbles and I think and crumble, which most people probably would because it's stressful for sure and um, upsetting even or yeah it's a judgment like, like getting offended that you, somebody couldn't come or like yeah. feeling like it was a reflection of me or any of those things but being in full surrender mode allows you to just be present and to be a problem solver to be able to be like okay this thing go well and or it didn't go as i thought not didn't go well but this thing go as i thought it would go so what can i do to make sure that this is still going to go well and let's move forward Instead of dwelling and getting worried and getting anxious and picturing all the worst scenarios and Mm. stuff. So preparation plus surrender equals success. And that was the biggest thing that I learned throughout the whole, like, experience of hosting, of planning, Mm. of reflecting after, talking to all the attendees. Because it was perfect. Mm. Like, it went exactly as it needed to go. The thing that I love the most is I had a phone call with one of our friends. His name's... uh, PJ. PJ owns Sunny Culture. Sunny Culture is a water kefir that's really this amazing drink, um, similar to kombucha, but it's just better for your gut health. Shout out to Sunny Culture. Hashtag sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a really great call with him, and he goes, is life happening to you or is it happening for you? And with the different things that happened at the event, it was really happening for you. Like the first speaker couldn't come, and that totally changed the way that we went out on the last note on the last day and it was so much more impactful and and less compressed Mm -hmm. like they actually had time to do all the things that they needed to do and feel what we wanted them to feel with our meditation with the painting and so on Mm -hmm. and then the second thing was if if Steph Rowe would have been there which Steph couldn't make it she had uh, an emergency then that would have totally changed the way that you showed up right and I loved that was the coolest thing from the background. I loved we were ha- having a conversation. So one of my personal weaknesses is, is that I can sometimes be a little impatient. And Lindsay, uh, can I say this? Mm-hmm. Lindsay sometimes doesn't make decisions well. So <laughs> she where was like, "Hey, what's the decision you have to make?" And you were just taking charge each step in the way. And I think it's really cool to talk about just stepping into that fear as this unfolded because it was your first event. And that's what you said before. You're like, this is my first event. I'm kind of really nervous. And how's it going to go? And can you speak about that? Just doing things that actually make you afraid? Yeah. So the whole, it was so fun talking about the idea of stepping into your fear and stepping into your fire, which was the tagline for the event, step into your fire. And I drew a parallel when I was discussing it of what that means and how a fire is very representative of your fear. And I could get, I I won't give you my whole discussion, but essentially when you are stepping into a fire, it feels like the, it feels like that feeling when you just want to puke and you want to literally sprint the other way and jump out of your skin at the thought of doing something. For some people, it's like stepping on a stage or talking in front of people or having a conversation with their spouse. And the whole event was me stepping into my own fire, which was speaking in front of people because nobody at the event knows this, but I used to choke all the time. Like, I'd choke... At sports events, I'd choke stepping on a stage. I'd blank out lyrics to songs, blank out speeches or lines in a play. Like, I blank and choke all the time. And so for me to step into this event and, first of all, plan the event, believe in the event, 
and then show up at the event, speak at the event every between every speaker every day, that was literally me stepping into my own fire, mm-hmm. my own fear. And so that was a really cool experience because there were there were like little mini personal moments where I was like I was just overcome by the that like I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a feeling that starts in your chest and then it like expands through your whole body and sometimes it feels like excitement but other times it feels like paralyzing fear. Mm. And so like I had little moments like that where I pictured I started to picture myself choking like I always do, quote always. Um or I pictured myself messing up or people not resonating. And I just had like, I just instantly like snapped my fingers and was like, nope, we are not here for that. Mm. That's not the purpose of this event. You know why you're here. You know what you're made for. Now go do it. And so that was really powerful for me to experience. So yeah, and that was kind of a part of like my takeaway of don't be dramatic. And I think your takeaway is really relevant to a lot of people that would listen to this too like your your personal takeaway from your experience Mm -hmm. so I think it'd be cool if you could share that too yeah so for me I'm used so for the last three years four years of our relationship I've always led the charge I've always been the person who's in front steaming ahead doing different things especially when it comes to our fitness coaching because since we've started coaching, it was kind of always me setting the charge and then Lindsay falling behind. And that was how we functioned. And a lot of that was because you didn't have any knowledge of business when we first started. So I kind of shouldered the load of like, hey, here's how you coach people. Here's what you need to do. I remember at one point you even hired a business coach because you wanted to separate yourself from me. And that didn't pan out. So you end up leaning on me more. And I'm always used to being like, hey, like, not even like from a masculine role. Like, it's never like, as a man, I need to do this. It was more of, hey, as the person who's in charge, the person who put you in this position, <laughs> like, you've trusted me with this, and I'm going to push forward and help us figure it out. And this is the first time where it wasn't, and I don't even want to say it wasn't about me, but it wasn't my idea. It wasn't my thing. It wasn't something that I was solely a part of. But the cool thing was, to I remember it was Tuesday night as we're getting ready for the event and I'm like, well, like, how can I be supportive to Lindsay? And I remember asking myself, like, in my head, like, well, does, if I'm if I'm kind of taking a backseat on this, does that mean I'm less of a man? Like, does that mean that she's taking the masculine role and I'm taking the feminine role? Like, like, is that a change? And I'd never thought that way before. And I was like, no, that's stupid. I remember just having this like like a. a, a bubbled up in my stomach like does this mean that I'm not like going to be leading or I won't lead anymore or like she I'm gonna have to like follow in her footsteps so it's not necessarily am I a man but that's kind of that feeling of masculinity and I was like no that's absolutely stupid like what would happen if I it's what I asked myself what would happen if I actually felt amazing about helping her what would feeling amazing about supporting her feel like and I was like wow like it would feel like she actually was being treated the way that she treats me like I, and I was like, I would cook her dinner, which I, I attempted to do one night and it didn't get done until a little bit later, but we still had a nice dinner. And I, I was like, I would do all the errands for the event. I would make sure that all the women at the event felt really comfortable with me there and felt really comfortable about being there. I remember I had some amazing conversations with the women that were at the event and I did it because I was acting as I was supposed to in that supportive role. And I don't know why it is, but I feel like at times some people don't see their spouse's needs as significant enough for them to support them. It's like your support is 
more important than words. Your support is your energy. And I was like, for the next four or five days, I'm going to put all my energy into this. And it was so amazing. And, and I think that the most important thing that I saw is it doesn't diminish me. It's not about Lindsay or me. It's about us. And it's about us having this experience where we're creating this thing for those people. And I just can't imagine it being any better than what it was. Like, it was so impactful. Mm -hmm. And it was so life-changing. And there were so many moments where I was just sitting back like, yeah, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what we're, this is what we do. Like, not Lindsay, not me. This is what we do. It helps, like, most of my clients, I coach about 50%, 60% women. So I'm comfortable in that situation as it is, and it's very natural to me. Mm -hmm. But I, I said this to you, it was... One of the things I see with, as a man, one of the things I see with the female empowerment movement is is female empowerment and sometimes anti-man. And that wasn't what this was about. Like, this is about being a powerful woman and finding a man who will allow you to be powerful. Like, that feeling. Like, it wasn't like everyone coming in and being like, oh, well, it's all his problem, it's all his thing, blah, blah, blah. It was like this ownership of, like, here's what I deserve. And I feel like, for me, being able to step in that supportive role allowed me to actually... Yeah, I think it allowed me to actually gain more respect for our relationship. Mm. Because without being able to see that dichotomy, I don't think I would have as much appreciation for what we have and what you support me with. And I thought that was really amazing. And so, It was. And one other thing is really said a lot, and my event planner said this too, but it said a lot about you that all the other women felt comfortable having a man in the space. And it actually provided a really nice dynamic of, I don't quite know how to put my finger on it. Mm. Cause it, but it was just, it wasn't like, oh, masculine and feminine energy, but it was like, it was just nice to have like a balance of It was like, lighthearted. Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> oh, this is still the real world. And if it was almost like if a man like Brian exists and can see this, then all of their significant others could understand them. Mm. It, it was, it, I think it was more of like a subconscious thing. Like, seeing that a man can understand all of these things almost like subconsciously was like made people feel more supported. Yeah. Cause it wasn't like outlandish. Like, Oh, I'm just a woman and emotional. Well, it was really cool. Cause I had a lot of women who came up to me and asked me about their relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I had several who's like, Oh, well how do I talk to my person about this? And I'm like, well, here's how Lindsay and I have gone about it. Like our, our relationship isn't like sunshine and rainbows. Mm-hmm. Like it's been a real challenge and it consistently is, but there's such, I, I remember talking to someone, I was like, she's like, well, how do I talk about these intense things of my significant other? I was like, well, what, what, what conversations would you like to have? They go, I don't understand each other's values. Okay. Well, do you want to be with this person? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, so then the first thing that I would ask is when it, well, first example rather is when you and I ever had these intense conversations, there were two things that grounded us. Love and ambition. Like, you always loved me and I always loved you, and then we've always supported each other's ambition. And as long as that's an anchor to our relationship, then everything else can stand, we can stand against anything else. And it was really cool because by the end of the 
event, she had this massive breakthrough about what she wanted her life to be. And she wrote her significant other. And he was like, yeah, I love that too. I want to go to Colorado and see this experience and that thing and the other. And it's like being able for me, I think to give that perspective was also like live action. Like, like in that moment, Oh, I'm thinking about talking to like Mm -hmm. my person about this thing. Like, I don't know how it's going to be received. And I could almost be like a sounding board for that. Yeah, from like a real, and I don't want to say from like a real man, like I'm a real man's perspective, but like someone who is similar to their significant other. Their significant yeah. other. Mm-hmm. Because if I was coming from a position where I wasn't empathetic, like in a man, as a man, you have to be somewhat empathetic to say like, I'm going to trust that you can, you're going to invest in yourself. You're going to go on this retreat and I'm going to support you. Like by those women automatically being there, they had some level of that. Right. For sure. And there's some understanding or maybe that's something that they're reaching towards and that their significant others either seeing that or being able to believe in that. Yeah. So it's almost like being able to bring that home with them, I think, yeah. if that personifies it in a better way. Yeah, and that was one of those things that was like, oh, that was really cool when that happened mm. at the experience because I do agree. Like, there, a lot of the significant others actually, like, sounds funny to say they sent their wives, but it was more like they were like, oh, do you want to go to that? Oh my gosh, go. Definitely go. And so that that was really cool. Um, mm. But there were a lot of things like that that were really cool that happened at the event. Like just the fact that it was such an open and honest space, like from moment number one, um, it was everybody dropped in right away, like ready to do the work, and it was really cool. So I think there's a few really important takeaways beyond just like our own personal ones that we can give mm. to anybody listening. So... I think I'll start with the first one if, if yeah, you want to take a tackle it. Because this is just from observing the women being in the space and how powerful it is. Because it's interesting because Brian and I do this stuff, like we said, for ourselves all the time. Like we go create space for ourselves and we sit in coffee shops and we think about our lives. We take off a month from social media. <laughs> Brian and them. And we, so we do those things and we know how powerful it is for us. But when I was talking about like the number one, like, reason that you need to be at this retreat is because you're going to create space for yourself that you're not going to create otherwise and that was like I just it was almost tangible how powerful that was like Mm. by the last day everybody was I this is one of the times I got emotional throughout the weekend because I in the morning of the final day people were spread out kind of around the house outside inside just in their own space journaling I don't know what they were journaling about, but they were writing about things that obviously impacted them or that they wanted to remember or conversations that they needed to have. And to see them take the experience of like um, a more dramatic way to create space, meaning like go to another state, go to an event, sit there, don't talk to anybody like from home, like just be there to bringing it down to like a daily practice of, okay, Sunday morning, they're sitting by themselves. They don't feel FOMO. They don't feel like they should be doing anything else. They're just creating space, Mm. like, within this whole experience of creating space. So being like, damn, on both occasions, on the the big experience of creating space and on the smallest occasion of taking five minutes to yourself, those are both creating space and both are necessary and Mm. so powerful. So if you're watching this and you didn't come to the retreat, I so, so encourage you to ask yourself when the last time was that you created intentional space for yourself to focus on yourself. And that's not just going and doing your nails or getting a massage or taking your dog for a walk. Like it's, it's something that's 
maybe taking your dog for a walk, I take that back. <laughs> but it's a it's a creating a space for yourself to just think about you and what you want to work on mm-hmm. as a person, I guess, and that's the biggest thing. Because you can take care of yourself without really creating intentional space for yourself. Mm. So when was the last time you sat down with yourself and you asked what you needed to work on and then took it from there? So that's my number one takeaway for anybody else because it's really powerful and it lets you see things about yourself that you wouldn't normally see or that you would put up walls within. Yeah, but that's a really great segue. So I'll let you take over for the next point for them. Well, and it's interesting too because this is so impactful to everything that we do in life. But I thought it was really amazing that people were starting to look at the real problems that they were having. I remember having a conversation with one of the women at the event, and she's like, well, I want to start my business, and my business isn't going, but I'm afraid it leaves the comfort of my home. I'm afraid to step out. She's really young, and she's like, I'm afraid to go into a complete area of uncertainty. And I was like, well, what what is the actual challenge? It's like, is it the area of uncertainty, or is it maybe the the challenge that's going to come with that uncertainty is it the challenge of maybe that that in between area of significance that you might have to step down for or step down from in order to get to the next level of your life and she's like you know actually this is the thing that's challenging me and I think that there was just a level of looking at the real challenge that was in front of people like one person wanted to start a business and she was afraid of taking the next step and I was like, well, what's the next step you can take? She's like, well, I would tell people my story. And I was like, okay, how could you tell people your story today? She's like, well, I would post this thing. I was like, okay, go post that thing right after this. Like, go take some action. And I think that it's so easy. It's really, I think, a big thing is that we get, we want to create space for ourselves, but we want to create space with ourselves from people who are in our lives. Like, for me... It's tough for me to go to Lindsay with all my problems because she might be a part of my problem or she might be impacted directly by the way that I think about handling the problem right now. And it's the same way with your coworkers, it's the same way with your parents or your friends. There's so many people in your life who they might offer you some valid explanation or some valid next step, but there's an, a biased opinion that happens when people know you already. Because they almost tell you what you, they think you want to hear. Whereas where you, when you're surrounding yourself with other people who are not involved in your, your challenges, they can actually push back on different things. Like one person was like, well, I feel like a failure because this thing happened in my life and it's awful. And I was like, but is that true? Is that really, is, are you really a failure? And she's like, no, not at all. And it's just being able to look at your problems in a real way whether that's with your fitness, your health, your your relationships, whatever it is, until you get really honest about what the challenge is that you're facing, it's impossible to overcome it because you're never going to be able to get a clear picture on how to get through the mess that you're in. And I think that that was really empowering to see so many people just being like, hey, like here's the thing I need to work on. Mm-hmm. And it's really scary. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to do it, but that's the real problem. And after the last day, you could really see that. And it was just, I thought it was so impactful. Mm-hmm. And I think that that kind of speaks to the surroundings of what your circle is. Yeah. And so to recap that point, if you're listening to this, asking yourself, 
how can I create space for myself? Also ask yourself in that space once you create it, like, what, what am I really facing? Like, not that I'm busy, not that, like, my spouse doesn't care. Like, it's like, what is really the problem? that you're facing. So digging deep into that is really impactful. Um, and yeah, and I love what you said about getting different perspectives because there was one girl there that I've talked to so much and it's like, she has all these great people in her life, but nobody has ever told her the truth. Like nobody has ever said the hard things to hear because it's uncomfortable and there's the fear that like that person might get mad at you so it's really powerful when you can get outside of your normal circle and surround yourself with other powerful people I was gonna say powerful women but powerful people in general who who just have an objective perspective to give you about yourself and what you're handling and an objective perspective yeah objective perspective Um, and really getting in a space where you aren't reactive, I guess, because when your spouse calls something out on you, you're reactive most of the time. Like, well, well that's offensive. But if it's somebody you, you are just meeting and getting close to, that almost brings you closer and, most and, of the time. And that person who's giving you that feedback also is mindful yes. of the feedback. So it's delivered in a way that's like, hey, have you ever thought of this? Right. And it's not like... Well, why do you always do it that way? Right, exactly. So Because they don't know you, so they're not going to judge you. They're mm-hmm. just trying to help you figure out your problem. Yeah, and genuinely help you figure out your problems because that's what everybody's there for. So up-leveling your circle with people who genuinely care to see you succeed and, ha- and have an objective perspective and who can offer you helpful feedback. Mm. Because somebody who's not trying to grow can't really give you feedback. Because if you're like, oh, I'm really scared to do this, then they'll be like, oh, they just don't do it. I'm having a hard time eating this way. Oh, they just don't. Or, but you you don't need to eat that way. I need to eat that way. You're trying to lose weight? Oh, you don't need to lose any weight. I need to lose weight. I, I need see. to lose weight. Yeah. You don't need to do more. I need to do more. That's a good one. I haven't thought about that. Yeah, people always try to make it about themselves. Right. Because they feel not, insecure. Right. And it's not that they're the people in your life are malicious, but getting around people who are also intentionally growing Mm. without just like waiting for growth to happen to them is really powerful. Yeah. And everyone there has to be willing to do that because they invest in themselves. Right. Exactly. If you're going to go pay to spend a weekend focusing on yourself, you better believe that you're going to be focusing on yourself Mm. and you're caring about other people who are also focusing on themselves. So that's all part of it. So those are, I think the biggest things that we wanted to cover. Yeah. And I think that, I think that the next thing is just really, I'm jumping back in the content game, and I'm just really excited about what the next year is going to look like for us. And one of the things I wanted to talk about is just you and I joining forces on some different things and creating space for that to happen. And so one of the things that I really saw through this event was us becoming a better team. And I think when I look at 2019, that's been the biggest thing we've learned is how to manage with each other. And so I know that we have some different projects that you guys are going to find out about into the future, but... I guess my last question is, what do you want to do with Empower You? It's a great question because it's very open and broad. Um, I think Empower You is really, really special just from seeing the effects of one weekend. And I think that it has so much potential to become more than just a yearly retreat. So at this moment, I'm still processing 
what I want Empower You to become, but I think as of right now, I know that it's important and I know that it's needed by a lot of women. Like after the event, there was at least like 30 to 50 people that were like, oh my God, I need to come next year. And so as far as Empower You's future goes, I know that there will be another one. It's going to be next year though. It will be in 2020. Mm. Possibly spring. And I think that the biggest thing that I am taking away from this is that it's just, I think I thought it was needed, but now I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's needed. Mm. And women need a place to go and create. I think women and men do. So it's it's figuring out how to appropriately reach both Mm. (laughs) groups of people uh, because there's so many people who get to a point where they're just stuck and if you don't get to the point where you're stuck, you're probably not pushing hard enough because you know all the answers. And but there are but there are plenty of people who kind of stay there. But I think there's just as many people who want to push past that and learn more about themselves and learn learn more about creating that life optimization that we were talking about towards the beginning. So the future of Empower You looks like hopefully abroad, different locations to create space for yourself, beautiful locations and places where you'll be excited to go and speakers that you'll be excited to hear from. And I think it it holds not just the potential of an event, but I think of the ripple effect of everybody that will be going to it. So I just, I want Empower You to become the retreat to go to for women, at least at this point for women, maybe for men at some point. Yeah, we were talking about what it would be like to have an event for women and men. Yeah, it's interesting to think of that. What that dynamic look, would look like. Give it's us like some who, feedback. Yeah, who who would be the people that we would be bringing right. into that event? It's like, do the men want to have a day by themselves, and the women have a day by themselves, and then come together and work together? Is it just? Is it? Yeah. So there's there's a lot of possibility for it. So from here, it's just we know that 2020 is happening, and you'll just have to wait and find out the rest. Mm. So stay tuned to Lindsay talking about that more on her Instagram and her Facebook stories. I know that she's talking about right now really setting up the stage for the next event, and you can learn more about that then. Mm-hmm. But is there any last parting notes, or is that about it? I think that's everything. The the This isn't an, a podcast for us to just be like, oh, you missed out, this was great. But truly, it's just a point. But you did. Of, but, you did. <laughs> but it's just a point of reflection of how magical it is when you just do the things that are so scary for you that have an impact on more than just you. Hmm. And so with that note, I think that that's a great spot to end it at. So Amazing. Thank so you, guys. if you're listening to this and you are a man, <laughs> support your spouse no matter what, when it feels right, mm-hmm. and you need to step in that position. And for everyone else. And for everyone else, create space for yourself. Focus on what you need to work on and step into your fire. Love it. So thank you for tuning into my journey. Remember to shout us out on your Instagram stories. Leave us a review on iTunes. And above all else, remember to be a light and inspire others to believe more. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in today to My Journey. I hope this episode brought some value and light into your life. If you love this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and shout us out on your Instagram story so we can share this message with as many people as possible. 
And if you're ready to start your own journey, reach out to me at brianpickwist.com forward slash start. And until next time, thank you again. And remember, the journey starts with you. I'll see you guys.